Hello and welcome to a Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it is my joy and my pleasure to welcome you today. Welcome to anyone who's found us for the first time. It's no accident that you're here, friend. Don't run off quite yet. Stick around and see what truth we will learn in God's Word today. And welcome back to all you regular listeners. Thank you for coming back today. I'm so glad you're here. Know that I pray for you all daily. I continue to pray that God will draw you closer to Him and that you will have a desire to be in His Word daily, that you will make that uh, commitment to uh, spend time with Him. And you don't have to do it just in one time, and we probably shouldn't do it just one time a day. It needs to be throughout the day. Uh, We need to be in in that constant communication with Him. And you may say, well, how am I going to do that? I have to work. I have family to take care of. Well, it's um, the constant communication of whispering thanks, whispering praise, asking the Lord to help and guide you throughout the day, having uh, Bible memory verses or scriptures stuck here, there, and everywhere to remind you to turn your heart and your eyes and your mind back to Him. And so I'm just excited for us to be here together. I want you to know that I love to hear from you. So if you feel so led, send me a message sometime. Uh, you can find my email down in the show notes. It's a word for this day at gmail.com. Uh, please consider sharing this podcast with your friends, neighbors, strangers, just anyone who you think may want to come along this journey with us as we spend more and more time in God's truth. We need the truth, friends. Our world needs the truth. And the mark, one of the main marks, as we'll see today, of a true believer is if we are in this truth, if we are abiding in this truth, if we are walking like we believe it and we um, are obeying God's Word. So important. And we can't walk in it. We can't obey it. We can't share it if we don't know it. And so I'm so glad that you're here. That's why I encourage you often to read God's Word, study God's Word, live God's Word, and share it. Well, our verse for the day for January the 9th, 2024 comes from a one-chapter letter of Second John, Second John chapter 1, verse 9, and it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. Everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. Oh, friends, is there a lot of stuff here? I'm so excited for us to park here and to see what the Lord would have us to know. Um, It is of utmost importance that we abide in His Word. And uh, the way that we do that is we we read it, we study it, we think about it. Um, We don't just read it and go on and forget what we've read. We have to kind of park here. And so I'm excited for us to do that. It is not very often that we are in this letter of Second John, and the reason is because it's short, and because of the way that we do this podcast, where uh, the the scripture reference matches the date. Um, so there's just let's see, thirteen verses. So we get up through January the thirteenth, and the likelihood that we'll uh, be back in this letter again is pretty low, except for uh, these uh, wonderful statements like what we're in today, and so. 
So I'm excited for us to have this opportunity to be here today. Um, We know that the gospel writer John, uh, the Apostle John, John the Revelator, wrote this letter uh, because the earliest church historians confirm that. And um, the, it was thought that he uh, was described as the elder. We see that in Third John as well. Um, and he was the last surviving of the all the apostles. The apostles were men, uh, the original apostles were uh, men chosen by the Lord Jesus from his tw- uh, disciples. He chose 12 men. He called them apostles. He gave them authority to cast out unclean spirits, uh, to heal every disease and every affliction. And they walked with him daily during his earthly ministry. They saw him uh, perform his miracles. They saw him uh, interact with all the people that he came in contact with. They saw how he uh, dealt with children and women. They saw how he dealt with the Pharisees who were constantly at odds with him. And uh, they knew what he said was true. They saw him be crucified. They saw him be placed in that tomb. They saw him after he was resurrected. They saw him ascend back to heaven. They uh, were there when that Holy Spirit came down. Um, This gospel writer, John, is different than John the Baptist. We've talked about that before. And I mentioned he wrote the gospel of John. He wrote 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. And he wrote the book of Revelation. He was in that inner circle of apostles with the Lord Jesus, Peter, James, uh, this John's brother, and John were in that group that saw the Lord Jesus uh, be transfigured on the on the mountain. They saw him in his glory. They saw Moses and Elijah come down. Um, this John was also the one who was at the foot of the cross with Jesus' mother, and Jesus looked to um him and said, woman, I'm sorry, looked to his mother and said, woman, here is your son, and looked to John and said, here is your mother. And uh, it's recorded that from that day forward, John took Mary home with him and took care of her. The Lord Jesus entrusted the care of his mother with this man. John describes himself as the one, uh, the disciple whom Jesus loved. And as I've told you before, I don't think that was to be arrogant. I think it was because he realized the depths of the grace and the mercy and the love that Jesus had for him to die on the cross for him. Uh, James and John were brothers who were fishermen, and the Lord uh, called them while they were in their father's fishing boat. They were sons of Zebedee, and they left everything and followed him. And so I love John's writing style. It's different than the other gospel writers. He uses so much imagery, um, but just such a blessing to be in his writings. Um, I love what he wrote in 1 John five thirteen. He often told us why he wrote, and this was his driving force, it seems, in all of his letters and, and the gospel. He said in 1 John five thirteen, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. He wanted people to know. Now, this letter of 2 John is... Is, it's just a correspondence uh, from one, uh, this elder, John the Elder, who was, um, like I mentioned, the longest surviving of all the other apostles. The other apostles were martyred much earlier, but it's thought that John lived into his 90s. 
and um, he was considered a pillar of the church. He was uh, the last surviving of those apostles, and uh, it appears that he was writing to encourage in this letter of Second John, and so it opens up in this way. It says, the elder to the elect lady and her children, whom I love in truth, and not only I, but also who know the truth, also all who know the truth, because of the truth that abides in us and will be with us forever. And um, some people have thought, well, maybe that lady is referring to uh, the church. That was a name for the church. Or it could very well be that John was writing to encourage a lady who perhaps had a church in her home and as well as her children. And um, it, it could have been taken either way, but it says it's a lady and her children. And so that's how I think we should look at it. And he says, grace, mercy, and peace will be with us from God the Father, and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son, in truth and love. What an encouragement just right here at the beginning of this letter. He says, I rejoiced greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we were commanded by the Father. And now I ask you, dear lady, not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but the one we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. For many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh, such a one as a deceiver and the Antichrist. Watch yourself so that you may not lose what we have worked for, but may win a full reward. And then here's our verse for the day. Everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. Oh, my. Uh, it's just very clear. If we are not abiding in his word, if we are not following his commandments, then we have uh, we don't have him. We don't know him. We are not his and that is once again why it is so important for us to be in his word. Friends, we can't follow his word. We can't obey his commandments. We can't abide in him if we don't take the time to do that, if we're not spending time in his word. And so I know I say that a lot, but it's so true. Do you see what he was doing here? He was really trying to encourage this lady, this elect lady and her children. And um, he was reminding her that um, we love by following his commandments. And uh, it was not a new thing. And just we walk in the, in the commandments. Uh, we do what they've said. And then he's warning. And he did this in... Um, First John, he did it in Second John, he did it in Third John. He warned about these deceivers, about the Antichrist. And um, I love it. He spells it out very clearly here. He says, many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. Such a one is the deceiver and the Antichrist. It's very clear. And it's someone who is anti means against. And so anyone who does not confess that Jesus is coming again in the flesh is um, part of that Antichrist group. He's a deceiver. He's fallen to the deceit of the devil. 
Um, and there are those who will claim to be Christ followers who will say um, that he has already come or he's not coming back in uh, like the Bible says he does, or this is all allegory, or this is just a um, just a tale. And friends, if if someone claims to be a follower of Christ but doesn't believe what his word says and doesn't believe that he's coming back again like he says, then um, that person is not uh, in the family of God. That person is not of God. And where do we get that Jesus is coming back again? Well, I'll show you where we get it um, in Jesus's own words. And then also later in Revelation, uh, Jesus uh, had said that he was coming back and John recorded that. But while Jesus, before he was crucified and while he was still walking with his disciples on this earth, in as he was beginning to prepare them for his departure, he says in John 14, 1, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. And so he had told them he was coming back to get them. He told them that he was leaving the Holy Spirit with them to encourage them. And um, so John was reminding this lady, you know, be very careful if people come and say things that are not true. Come and say things that are different than what we've told you, different than, than what Jesus said. And then in our verse, everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in what Christ taught, and Christ taught that he was coming back, tried Christ taught about who he was. He taught about the Father. He taught about the Holy Spirit. He taught about all these things. And he says, "Who everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. And that word abides, if we look it up in the interlinear Bible, if we go back to the original Greek and we look and see what it says here, in Second uh, John 1, 9, and uh, we look and see what that word means. It means to stay, to remain, um, to await. Uh, it's a, it means almost like a dwelling. You park there. You know it's true. And friends, one of the ways that we abide is as we just spend time with him. We spend time in his word. And uh, I love that concept of abiding. Um, and the gospel writer John, this letter writer John, talks a lot about that in his letters. If we hop back over to chapter 14 of... Um, John's gospel, he says it, all the way down here in 23, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. We've talked about this a lot. And my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him, make that dwelling, that abiding. So if we abide in him, he abides with us. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. And then if you look in chapter 15 of John, he says, I'm the I'm the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. 
Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. If you, and then verse seven, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. You know, it is so important for us to abide in that teaching of Christ and then to stay away from those who are not. We mustn't follow those who are not abiding in the teaching of Christ. And that's why we have to be in the word, friends, because there are those, as I've mentioned, who claim to be Christ followers, who have a reputation of a Bible teacher, but they will teach something that is absolutely contradictory to what God's word says. And so we must know that. We must be careful about those deceivers. And uh, it's getting worse and worse, it seems, in this world today. And so I encourage you, let us let us um, be in the Word. Let us commit it to our memory. Let us read it over and over again. And then the Holy Spirit will guide us in all truth. God uses His Holy Spirit to bring back to us uh, what we've read and what we've learned and um, to guide us in that truth and if you if you think you remember a little bit about it uh, but you're not sure always go look it up always look it up it's easier now than ever to do that you can google a few words and find the scripture reference before you know it Um, but may we abide in him may we abide in his teaching for his glory blessings to you friends until next time